to say. Joy wouldn't call her back because they both knew that Jessica knew the rest of it by heart. If Jessica had waited, Joy would have said one or all of a number of things. She would certainly have said that she was sorry that, since Alan had asked her out to dinner, there would be a lonely TV dinner for Jessica again that night. Then she might have mentioned some other things she was usually sorry about, that her job kept her away from home until so late, and that they had to live in a city apartment rather than a real house. If she were feeling particularly dramatic, she might have gone on to say that she was sorry she was such a lousy mother, but she guessed that she'd never really been cut out for motherhood. Sometimes she even cried a little. Jessica knew that part by heart, too. Jessica knew it all by heart, and she also knew that none of it was going to change, no matter how sorry Joy might be. Some of the things Joy was sorry about were things she couldn't change even if she wanted to, and most of the rest were things that might have been changed once, but that couldn't be now. Like the fact that Jessica Ann Porter had been born twelve years before. That was one of the things it was a lot too late to change. Halfway down the hallway on the second floor, Jessica stopped, simply from force of habit, to listen to Brandon. If Brandon was at home, he could usually be heard, even when he wasn't practicing his trumpet, as he was obviously doing at the moment. Jessica stood still, listening. Brandon hadn't been playing the trumpet for very long, only a little over a year. Jessica knew exactly how long it had been, because he had started only a short time before the day he had turned into a stinking traitor. She could never forget when that had happened. In that one year, Brandon had learned to make the trumpet blare and crow loud enough to disturb everybody for blocks around. Jessica put her hands over her ears, for the shout of the trumpet pierced the walls as if they were tissue paper. It sounded just like Brandon, she thought. He'd always done a lot of shouting. When she reached the main floor, Jessica walked quickly and quietly. As she passed the post's apartment, she could hear a dull whine of conversation, and she hurried faster, imagining the door opening and the sound swelling out like a tidal wave to engulf her. At the rear of the building, passing the door to the apartment where Mrs. Fortune lived with all her cats, she stopped briefly and sniffed to see how bad the cat stink was that evening. Then she went on more quietly, because Mrs. Fortune, in spite of her age, had incredibly good ears. At least, she seemed to know everything that went on in the entire apartment house. But maybe, as Brandon had once suggested, it was only the cats who had good ears, and Mrs. Fortune got her information from them. Jessica could never tell whether Brandon was serious or not when he said weird things like that. But she could believe almost anything about Mrs. Fortune. She was that kind of person. Outside the rear entrance to the apartment house, Jessica stopped and stood still, breathing deeply. Sometimes it made things seem better if she could get away and breathe long, slow breaths of outside air. But today, it only made things worse. It was a terrible day, dank and windy, 
the kind of chilling August day that often betrayed the city's tourists, sending them shivering home to their hotels in their light summer coats. Jessica coughed and shoved her whipping hair back out of her face. The air tasted gray and poisonous, heavy with fog and city smells, and the sound of the wind was sad and angry as it swept down the alley and around the walls and fences of the Regency apartment house. There was something threatening about the sound, as if the whining moan was full of strange half-spoken words. Shivering, Jessica buttoned the top button of her coat, shoved her book into a pocket, and hurried across the yard. The backyard of the Regency was small, and except for a narrow strip near the building, very steep. The steepness was a part of the sharp rise that soared up directly behind the apartment house, up to a flat hilltop known as Blackberry Heights. Some of the most ex-